In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Dear Christian, what will become of you upon the completion of your lifetime? Have you ever thought about that? Maybe you have. Maybe you've already made some arrangements. Maybe you've planned out your funeral or at least put together a list of hymns that you want sung. Maybe you've even picked out your casket, purchased your gravesite. Maybe you've prepared a will so that your things can be distributed the way that you would like them to be. Maybe you've selected what memorials you want to support with your estate. Have you thought about what will happen at the completion of your life? Will your wishes be followed? Will they sing the hymns that you want at your funeral? Will your things go where you want them to be? Are you certain? Can you be certain? The truth is, you really can't know how that will all work out. The best laid plans sometimes fail. What else do you know about the day that your life comes to its completion? Do you know how that will happen? Will you die of cancer, Parkinson's, heart disease, an accident? You don't really know. Will you die alone or with friends and family surrounding you? You don't really know. Will it happen quickly or slowly, suddenly or expectedly? You don't know. What will come of you at the completion of your life? And what will happen to your family when you're gone? Will they still get together for Thanksgiving meals? Or will they drift apart? Will your children be successful? Will they struggle? You don't really know. Will your spouse be able to move on without you? Will they suffer themselves? What will become of you upon the completion of your life? You don't really know. You can't really know. That's a little frightening, a little scary. We know that there's an end that is coming. 
We know that one day our life will be complete because we're sinners and sinners must die. That much is clear. But what else do we know? Is there anything beyond that? Is everything just a mystery? We die and that's it? What happens? at the completion of our life. What happens then? You might not know any of the answers to any of the questions that I've asked so far, but you do know what happens at the completion of your life. St. Paul alludes to it in the epistle lesson. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Those words carry so much meaning. With those words, all the unknowns about your last day and moment on life get swallowed up by Jesus by the one certainty that you do have in this world. Hear that certainty again. The good work God began in you, he will bring to completion. In other words, you will be saved. When your life comes to its end, no matter when, no matter how, God will be there. God will take your soul to be with him, even as your body is laid to rest in an unknown grave an unknown way with who knows in attendance. There's your certainty. At death, you will be with Jesus. For our Lord brazenly went to the cross, suffered, bled, and died to forgive you all of your sin. Every last bit of it. That is true. That is certain. That's what Jesus said from the cross itself. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And when your forgiveness was won, he said, it is finished. It is completed. It is over. They are forgiven. I've purchased it with my blood. And that's not all. The good work God began in you will be brought to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. The one who died on the cross rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and he promises to come back at his own good timing. On the last day, on that day, he will stand at the place where your body lays. And he'll put it back together. 
to reattach body and soul. You will be whole again to live forever with him in his new creation, the world that is to come forever and ever. Amen. The good work God has begun in you, he will bring to completion in Jesus Christ. That's our certainty. That's what we do know. 100% without a doubt. We will raise to live forever. Dear Christian, God already has begun this good work in you. He's begun this good work in the waters of holy baptism, washing away all your sin, claiming you as his own child. God continues that good work by bringing you here to hear his holy precious word. Where that word is, the Holy Spirit is, creating faith, sustaining it within you, keeping it strong in preparation for the day of unknowns. God continues that work within you, feeding you with the body and blood of his own son, his living, resurrected son, so that you might have forgiveness, life, and salvation in his name. That you might eat the very food of life. God has begun his work in you through his word, through his sacraments, calling you to be a Christian so that you might have certainty about whose you are, where you belong, and what your end will be. The good work God has begun in you, he will bring to completion. There's so many things we don't know. When we'll die? How we'll die? Why we'll die? What will happen between now and then? Where will our things be? Whose will they be? So much that we don't know, and yet so much that we do know. We are in God's hands. He's working good, creating faith, granting salvation giving eternal life. He's begun his work in you. He's called you. He's washed you. He's fed you. He's given you his son, Jesus Christ. You belong to him. 
He will not forsake you, nor leave you, nor abandon you. God, who has begun a good work in you, will bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul says is true. And because of that, you now have hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This time we continue our service by singing the hymn 703, How Can I Thank You, Lord? <laughs> 